joined this afternoon by indie NXT champion Christian Rasmussen. First off, man, congrats, and uh, how's the start of the offseason going so far? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it, yeah, it's been nice, uh, you know, a few days off. Um, spend a few, yeah. say, a few days out in California. Uh, just kind of hung out. Um, had my first uh, IndyCar sim test uh, the other day, which was exciting. Um, and uh, now I just got back to Indy here yesterday and have a few days here before uh, everything takes off again. Yeah, so let's start there. You had the you were in the sim a couple days ago. How different is you know an IndyCar sim versus you know just turning around and and you know using iRacing or whatever sim that you might have you know locally? Uh, yeah, it's 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 very different. Um, in general, I'm not a big big sim guy. Uh, I don't have a sim in my apartment. Uh, obviously, sometimes I I hang out with other drivers that have sims and sure. and, and we get to drive around a little bit, but. Uh, Usually, I'm not a big sim guy. Um, I think uh, for what you're trying to accomplish um, and what you can accomplish at home with with a home sim, I think it's more prone to give you bad habits in the race car than it is to to improve your driving. So that's kind of why I, I tend to stay away from it. Um, but obviously, when you're talking like a, a professional sim like that, it's it's a different deal, you know. Um, so yeah, I very much enjoyed it. It's uh, it's still different from from driving a race car in real life, but uh, it was a it was a great experience. Nice. I guess following on that, you tested an Indy car for the first time, I believe, last year at Mid Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other opportunities to actually get back in the real thing and do some testing? Uh, obviously, looking towards an Indy car seat for hopefully next year. Yeah, uh, very exciting. Uh, I have actually a test in an IndyCar coming up later this month. Um, cool. So very, very excited for that. I'm going to jump in uh, Ed Carpenter's uh, Ed Carpenter Racing's car um, at Barber Motorsports Park. So uh, looking forward to that. And that's why we were in the sim yesterday was to prepare for that test. I'll just kind of continue to piggyback off, off French's uh, question there. You you test at Barber Motorsports Park, which obviously you've run at every step of the way in the last couple of years. Does that familiarity with you know whether it's there or Mid Ohio last summer kind of give you a little bit more confidence going into you know what's obviously an important test no matter what, but a little bit more comfortability when you when you get testing in in a couple of weeks. No, for sure. I think it makes a big difference that, that you know your way around. Uh, obviously, Barber this year went pretty well for me. and kind yeah. of <laughs> dominated the weekend, you know, a new track record, yeah. won the race, stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure, that familiarity is, is going to do me good. Uh, and um, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll we'll have a good day and we'll see. So talking about dominating the weekend, obviously, Laguna Seca, you – obviously clinched the championship or i mean i think you had the championship in the bag well before then but um last 13 laps you were over a second faster than the rest of the field so you were not backing off even though you were basically on the road to or, to your indy next championship which i'm sure was a huge milestone do you did you have any chance to think about what you were about to accomplish or were you just pushing as hard as you could go and just in kind of race mode no i think i think it was just a matter of you you're always a little conservative going through the season, right? 
Um, you're trying to get the best result that you can. You don't try to over push. You want to, you know, make sure you don't make mistakes and, and, and stuff like that um, on the day. But Sunday at Laguna Seca was, was a little bit different. You know, I had already accomplished everything I needed to accomplish this year. I went into the race already a champion. Um, I found out that I didn't even have to take the green la- green flag uh, <laughs> as soon as my car passed tech tech that morning. Uh, I was uh, I had last place points would would be enough to to clinch the championship. Um, but again, starting from pole position, I'm a racer. Uh, I don't want to you know not push. Um, so, but just you know having that in the back of your mind that no matter what you do, you're a champion. You can just kind of go into it with a little bit of a different mindset. Uh, I just went in, wanted to enjoy my last in the next race. Um, I have been in the series for two years now, so it was a lot, you know, that came down to, to that one race. And, um, you know, obviously we, we had been fast all weekend. I was in pole position for a reason. Uh, got second in the first race, even though we, we missed it a little bit with, with some tire pressure stuff. Um, so we knew that we were going to be stronger than on the Saturday. So I just kind of, you know, went out from the start. Obviously, you, you push from the start trying to create that gap. Um, and there, from there on out, I was just, you know, pacing myself a little bit. Uh, you know, I had experience from from the day before on how much you can push the tires through the year, through the race for them to, to, you know, hold up and stuff like that. So I kind of had a direction on how much I wanted to push in in the different stages of the race, and uh, I just kind of tried to do that. Um, I kept getting told that I was pulling away, pulling away, pulling away, pulling away, but. I knew that if I kept doing that, one, I would win the race, and two, uh, you know, the tires would be okay for the end. Um, so yeah, like you say, uh, they could. Well, I wouldn't say they could keep up at the start, but you know, they were. It was a closer <laughs> gap at the start, but then towards the end, um, I think a lot of the other guys had probably tried to over push a little bit to to uh, conserve tires for the end. Um, I was fast and still could conserve my tires at the start, which gave me, gave me a huge, huge advantage at the end. I think I had like, I hadn't used any push to pass up until like, I don't know, with like 10, 10, 12 laps to go. Um, so from there on out, I was, uh, I had great tires. I was pushing, I was fast and I had a bunch of push to pass. So just took off from there. I think I ended winning by like 17 and, and some change seconds. It uh, would have been more, but I kind of like coasted all on all over the line. Um, and um, yeah, it was a very enjoyable race for sure. Yeah, it sounds like a fun experience for a race car driver to finish a championship out like that. Yeah, no, so, it was awesome. It was awesome. So what you're saying is you wanted to get done the race as quick as possible so you could get to the celebration. So you were like, let me burn that push to pass even though I'm 15 seconds up because there's uh, some champagne calling my name or whatever the celebration of choice is and, and we're, and we're going to get there. But in all seriousness, you had a pretty damn good year from start to finish with only you know, one result outside of the top 10. You know, how much of that can you attribute to, you know, a second year in the series and having a little bit more familiarity with the car, but also how strong HMD Motorsports is from, you know, from top to bottom? 
Yeah, I think it just goes to tell on how strong of a of a package altogether we were. You know, it's it's a team sport. You know, I couldn't have done it by myself. Um, I've had some great support from from HMD Motorsports this year, and I think just with all the experience that I took from from last year uh, in terms of driving in the in the next uh, championship and kind of learning from some of the mistakes that I did last year. And we just, you know, took all of that information from last year, uh, took it into this year, got better, and um, go went for a championship, obviously, and, and got away with it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. So thinking about your off season plans, I guess the first thing I want to ask about is I think I remember that you're, are you going to do Petite Le Mans with the uh, Aero Motorsports guys? Okay. So you got some more racing coming up. I know you did Petite last year. Are you kind of looking forward to a 10 hour endurance race around Road, Road Atlanta? I'm I'm super excited. Uh, I've re- really enjoyed uh, my time with Aero Motorsports this year. Um, running obviously the the 24 hours of Daytona, 12 hours of Sebring, Watkins Glen, and and now Petit Le Mans. Um, Petit will be the first time I go into a race weekend in the P2 car with a little bit of familiarity. Um, obviously that was my first event last year. That was kind of a you know a, a little test for me to to kind of get my seat for this year um went super well uh in terms of pace obviously our results uh didn't show that because of a suspension failure we had um from some damage earlier in the race um really nothing uh nothing i could have done you know to change that but i was able to show everyone what i could do in a p2 car already in my first weekend of the series i had the I had the fastest lap of the race up until like an hour to go. Um, obviously, everything gets cooler, it gets quicker and stuff like that. So I was able to show early on that, you know, I was competitive in, in another car than I'm used to driving, uh, which I think is is, is is a very important, you know, thing to to be able to as a race car driver, uh, not only being being fast in the race car you drive daily, but also you can jump in and be fast right away in, in something else. Um, and ultimately that's what got me the seat with, with Aero Motorsport. 
this year, uh, just showing that that I had the pace. Obviously, there's there's some experience with running in traffic and and all of that stuff. But you know, you build that on as you go. I think pure speed is is harder to learn than than all the other stuff. Um, and it was great. I got the opportunity at Petit to you know make all the the rookie mistakes. You know, I'm not used to pit stops and stuff like that. So I went long in the pit lane. Had to drive around another lap and practice and and you know small stuff um all the driver change stuff uh it was just great to get all of that experience in so that we were ready for this year and and could go push from from daytona so kind of continuing on that do you hope to be back in that car for you know the rolex 24 which at this point is almost practically around the corner it's only a couple months away now yeah, it's wild, you know. I I just thought uh, I I just you know feel like I just jumped out of the car at Daytona not too long ago, <laughs> yeah. um. But uh, yeah, this season has gone by so quick, and yeah, I, I hope that that I get the opportunity to to come back. Um, you know, I think it's a great great thing you can do besides uh, your other racing. Obviously, my first priority is to to get into IndyCar next year and doing a, a full time ride. Um, but if I can do some sports car stuff on the side, uh, that would be great. You know, I've, I really enjoy working with Aero Motorsport. I think it's a great group of guys. I have a lot of fun on the weekends, um, and together with, with them just being a, a, a good group of guys to, to hang out with, we're also super competitive, uh, got second at, um, Watkins Glen, um, third at uh third at uh, sebring and and you know been been fast every time that we hit the track so if i could be able to uh to continue the program with them next year um alongside my my indycar ride i think that would be uh that'd be a pretty great great uh year for me yeah for sure um kind of piggybacking off the off-season discussion do you have any downtime this off season where you get to just like go on vacation or do something that isn't involved a race car or contract discussions for 2024? Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously we are in full attack mode to, uh, to try and secure a seat for next year. Um, so that hasn't happened yet. So, you know, it kind of depends on when that happens and then whatever team that may be that I might sign with, uh, what what plans they have for me? You know, for me, I want to do as much as I can in the off season to set myself up in the best way possible for whenever St. Pete comes around. Um, you know, so even though it is an off season, I want to, you know, continue working as hard as I have all year, if if not even harder to to kind of you know set myself up for success next year. Um, I don't want to come into IndyCar and know that I could have done more uh, in my off season to, you know, better my result. Uh, I want to know that I did everything that I could to, to, you know, get the sure. best, um, uh, the best results possible. Um, so that's going to be my off season plans. Uh, there's going to be a lot of working out. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> stepping up into an indie car is, uh, it's not, not a joke. Um, even though I feel very, very fit, uh, and I think that that has also been, you know, one of the strengths of mine this year uh, in terms of all, probably also a lot of the other drivers on the grid. I think my uh, my fitness level has been been super high. I've, I've put 
a high standard down um, in terms of depth. Also, you know, thanks to to pit fit training and and all of those guys that I get to work out with. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot more than more of that. Um, and uh, yeah, just you know the normal more normal preparation stuff. So speaking about that that physical training that you mentioned, is there a lot that you have to change, kind of? previewing or hoping to get into an IndyCar next year, or do you kind of already train similar to what an IndyCar driver would be doing right now? Uh, well, I work out alongside a lot of the IndyCar drivers. Yeah. So I know that what, what they do and what I do is, is very, very similar. Um, okay. Obviously there's a little bit of, of, of difference in terms of uh, their schedule and my schedule, but mm -hmm. overall we get all the same workouts in. Um, so I know kind of the mentality of pit fit training is to even though that i run in 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 the next i want to train at the indycar level so that whenever i get the opportunity to jump in an indycar then i'm ready for it um so that's been the mindset all year uh and i think also that's why you know i've been so so strong um physically this year just because that that has been the mentality all year and and i i you know was hoping to to get the shot at an indycar ride and I wanted wanted to be prepared for that. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's I think that's all we've got for you, man. So again, congrats and, and best of luck throughout the off season. We'll uh we'll see at the hopefully see at the track in, in St. Pete in an IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I look uh, I look forward to get everything started. Uh I'm excited going into the off season with the testing that I have coming up. And uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, convert that into an IndyCar ride full time next year. Yeah, you'll have to come definitely, back on uh, when when you announce your ride. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> Thank you guys. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.